Welcome to the Technology Tab. This is Professor J-Rod. On this episode, we're going to have two of my former students come on and talk about their experience taking the CompTIA A-plus exam. They're going to talk about what strategies do they use, what kind of study material that they have, and how difficult this was the exam. Let's get to it. Welcome back. All right, on this episode, uh, I was went in an interview to my former students, who one who recently took the A plus exam in January and one that took it January of 2020. And I wanted to get the perspective of taking the A plus exam and what kind of uh, you know strategies did they use and how did they study. And what worked for them? You know, I have a lot of students asking me, oh, Professor, what's the best way? And I, you know, I try to tell them what I think. But there may be other ways that students, you know, study that works for them. And if and if by them coming on to the show, it may be possible that it, that way, the way they did it works for you also. And maybe that might, maybe my way doesn't work, but their way may work for you. So, you know, as you guys who know me know my, I always have my students' best interests at heart. And if you can find a better way to pass, uh, I'm all for it. As, you know, and then just let me know and then I'll pass it on. Yeah, I have no, I have no qualms with that. So here's the interview with Lisa and Rick. And welcome back, guys. Uh, today we have two special guests. Uh, two former students of mine who took the A-plus exam. And I know, you know, I've previewed this to a lot of students. And I know you guys have been excited and been wanting to hear. So I have two students, uh, uh, Lisa and Rick. They both took the A-plus exam. And uh, they were former students of mine. So uh, I want to introduce you. Say hi, Lisa. Hello. And Rick. Say hi, Rick. How you guys doing? All right, so first question is, you know, for both of you, Lisa, you know, start off with you, ladies first. So what made you choose, you know, what made you choose the A-plus exam? Well, I chose the A-plus exam because um, this is a totally different field for me. I've always been in the medical field, and I've always wanted to get into the technical field. So after, you know, doing some research, I was a little lost, and I found out the A-plus is a good entry point. So I tried to do self-learning at first, and I figured getting into an actual course um, would just push me, you know, to, to my goal quicker. So that's the reason why. And that was a good choice. Good. And you, Rick? For me, I was, you know, going to school. Um, they encouraged that we take it. I know that you encouraged that we take it. Um, it was something that could further my career and better myself, and I've always been kind of interested in computers working on them so definitely a good place to start all right where and when did you take the exam lisa 
So um, I took the exam at a Pearson View Center, which I've always done. I always felt like, you know, there's less of a chance of technical difficulties. Um, and also when I took it, uh, I took it, I believe in January. Um, that was about, let's say I gave myself, I think a week or two after the course, which is four weeks. And uh, did you, what was the exam like, uh, Lisa? So the exam, um, you know, I got to say the questions are a lot of, you really got to know your stuff, especially when it's, you know, your first time in technology. There was a lot of little details on troubleshooting and stuff, which you should know. And also the practical base questions, those were, I got to say, you really got to be well-rounded with your studying and different resources, because I found that there were some that I never practiced on before. So that's just a little tip there. All right. What about you, Rick? Where and when did you take the exam? I also took it at a uh, Pearson View testing center, but it was posted through the school, so it's kind of convenient. We took it, or I took it, back in January 2020, so quite a while ago now. And what was the exam like for you? It was, uh, like, like Lisa said, very tricky questions. You really have to read through the questions. Um, make sure you're going over it as many times as you can to really try to find the answer within the uh question itself so again that and that's something that i kind of stress to my students and you guys know i've said that many times that you know the the questions has clues there's clues in in a lot of these questions that will help you find the answer but you have to read the question that's the whole goal right if you skim through the questions you are not going to get it you cannot skim the question you have to actually read it good you, anyone can answer. What was your strategy going into the exam? What kind of strategy did you use? Uh, what I used was definitely first and foremost, take a lot of practice questions and make sure you score, you know, pretty high on them um, consistently and not just remembering the questions, uh, knowing why the answer's right and why it's not. And also, I, you know, I always second guess myself when I doubt myself, but trust your studying. If you put in that effort and work, put your mind to it, then just trust it. Rick? Uh, honestly, no cards. Trying to remember more of the uh, more detailed information like the ports. Those definitely help for that. Good. How long yeah. did you take between taking the 1001 and the 1002? Only a, only a couple of weeks, I think. Maybe a month. Lisa? For me, um, I felt like it was a little quick, but I felt like I might have been ready. Like I said, trust your study. Um, I did... About a week after the course, I did the first one, the 1001. Then the day right afterwards, I did the 1002. Oh, so you did it one day, and then the next day you did the second one? Yes. Wow, you're almost as good as me, except I did both the same day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did mine the same day. But, you know, again, it's like, you know, I had a class. I just finished a class today, and I was, you know, I was telling them, you know, you can do it. Anybody can do it. It's just you, you have to be mentally prepared to, you know, you got to give it all, right? So I studied for four or five hours every night. And back then when I took it, the class was, the, you know, the boot camp class that I teach on, uh, usually on the weekends was four days, uh, was four days. Now it's five. Now I extended it another day. So I, I would go home and I, I would go at home at night and study for four or five hours. Friday, I studied the whole day. And then Saturday I took both exams. But again, you, you know, you, you, if you 
you got to be really, really dedicated to if you're going to commit. You, you know, you really got to commit. You can't go in it half-hearted, you know, if you're going to do something like that. So what did you, you know, what kind of study guides did you did you use? You know, I'm trying to get my students, you know, different options. What do, what do you guys use to study? So what I use is, or was, was plenty of different resources. Like I took your course and which is very helpful. Thank you. And I use different resources. So what I did was during times when I couldn't sit there and take practice exams, first I'd go through a whole set of videos, like whatever it was, 20 something hours. Then afterwards I would test myself on practice exams to see what, you know, I need to study more on. So then I would go back and pick another resource and watch those videos, just those, not the whole the whole thing because I did that before and it was wasting my time. Then I zoned down on each one, took more practice exams, and just used plenty of resources. Now I mean, and then, like you said. Whose videos did you watch? Professor Messers and who else? Professor Messer, Udeme, Jason Dion, Mike Myers. And I had like a, I bought this whole bundle through like ITU Learning. Yeah, is it, is it ITU Online, right? ITU Online? Yeah. Yeah. And also the practice exams. I had like different platforms, some free ones, some cheap ones that I paid for and the ones for sale on Udemy. So as long as you have a variety of resources, you're getting bits and pieces. And anything that I didn't have like an explanation on, I would just sit there and research to see, you know, why the answer is correct and why it's incorrect. Good. And you, Rick? For me, it was pretty much the same thing. A lot of Udemy stuff in your course. Professor Mezer, pretty much majority of what I used. Yeah, I... And Cybex yeah. books. Cybex books you use also? Yeah. Good. They're very uh, detailed. Maybe a little bit too detailed, but the practice test throughout it material was good. So. Now, who has the better practice test? Because I'm hearing a lot that, that uh, Dion, he has the best. I think Professor Messers are the best right now. Really? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I, the, the only qualm I have with Professor Messer is that, and I'm a big fan of his, but... When he goes into these questions, let's say you already know what the answer is, right? Eight minutes later, and he's still on that same question. So that's, you know, that 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 gets to me a little bit because he's like, oh, I want to get to the next question, and he sits there and explain why is it not C? You know, I know, I know why. Get to the next question. That, but, that's the study groups, right? Yeah, that's the study groups. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if, I took those little, too. Yeah, if you wait a little bit, there's like a. They, they usually add, like, timestamps you can skip through. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, yeah, that'll drive you. But if you watch them live, you know, it, it'll drive oh, you yeah. nuts because you're waiting, you're waiting. You know, I want to move on to number two, and, five, you know, eight minutes later, he's still on. He's still explaining it. Why is it not A? So that's my – but, yeah, I didn't know that, that, that you were a big fan of – at least of his, of his questions. I, you know – I know Jason Dion is is very very uh, people praise him. Yeah, his Dion's practice tests are good. They're the questions might be a little bit too simple. You think? think? Yeah, I think Professor Mezers are much closer to what you're going to see on the exam. Okay. Huh. I've never tried Professor Messer's practice exams. I did Jason Dion's, but I agree with you, Rick. The Cybex. I did it with the second course that I took and. It's great because it's so detailed. Like you said, maybe a little too detailed that you start to second guess yourself and doubt yourself, but it ingrains the little details into your mind. And then you can put it 
into different ones that are like scenarios. So that's definitely a good resource. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I see that. I'm I'm learning, I'm learning new stuff every day. So e even from you guys, and this is a this is great because, you know, I'm having a lot of students, you know, ask me, especially now that it's summer. You know, my college students, you know, they want to take the A plus class, uh, the A plus exam now since they have time. So you know, they they're asking me, well, what you know, what's the best things to study? So um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, what advice would you give other students who are about to take the exam? You know, what what is really important with stuff like this that's detailed, like the port numbers and whatnot, you got to keep that stuff fresh. So you can't, you can't wait in between months and months to take something. Not saying everyone learns different, but you got to keep that stuff fresh, which is why, you know, I made myself study like every single free minute that I have and, you know, push the kids aside. But um, also another tip is never pay full price for anything. It is always a promo code. <laughs> students right. are poor. All you know right. what I yeah. mean? The student life is the poor life. I always say that. What about you, Rick? Um, I would agree. Try to take it as um, soon as possible after the course, but know, you, know where you are with it. Don't just rush into it either. You got to at least feel that you're ready. Otherwise, you're just wasting the voucher. So... Right. Now, you guys both took the Network Plus. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Now, how much of the Network stuff is in A Plus? I usually tell my students around 50%. What do you think? In the Net Plus? Yeah, that, that, that it's, you know, 50% of Network Plus is in A Plus. I, I, would, I would agree upon that. A lot of people get stuck on the subnetting in Network Plus, but yeah. if you got that part down, that's like one of the biggest differences the a plus is like the basic you know entryway to the network plus so i i agree with that about 50 percent. that kind of reminds me you're going to get questions on the test that you might not know the answer to it's it happens they throw in random random questions in there yeah I, so the, the thing about that rick is that those are considered they consider those test questions what i mean by that is they're testing those questions out and you actually don't get scored on those so yeah, but it, it, it really threw me for a loop with the net plus. I got a lot of a lot of things I know I didn't study for it. You know. Oh, and just another thing with the net plus, I felt like I was so while I was taking the test, felt like I was so unprepared for the um the practical based questions because there were nothing like what I've seen on the practice questions. They took quite a long time. I gotta tell you that. What about the <laughs> what about the simulators in the ten oh one and the ten oh two? Do you do you uh you know, do you have any, you remember what they were like? I'd say pretty similar. A couple of them threw me off, but not too many. What about you, Rick? Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I would have to say about them. They, they're, they're tricky. But if you, if you, I guess if you know the material, those, those are a little bit more straightforward than getting thrown for like, you know, those test, test questions. Right. What is the main difference that you, did you find anything the main difference between the 1001 and the 1002. The 1002 was more um, like troubleshooting oriented. Okay. So it was more the the 1001 was more straightforward questions, and then the 1002 was uh, going through the uh, troubleshooting theory in the question, picking out how to uh, how to solve it by using that uh, six steps, I think, for the. Oh, the seven eight. troubleshooting steps. Yeah, I think it's seven for the net plus. Yeah. Six and the eight balls. And Lisa, no, you got anything? Yeah, I I totally agree. 
Um, it took me a lot more brain work, I got to tell you that, to get prepared for the 1002. Um, that one was more troubleshooting. Like he said, first one was more like straightforward. Second one, a little bit trickier, and you really got to know your stuff. Like apply the 1001 to the 1002. All right. Good. Good. This is some good stuff. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, you know, this... You know, as you can see, guys, this, these are two two students, former students of mine, who you know did what they're supposed to do, took their time, dedicated a lot of you know time to dedicate themselves to study. I know Lisa has two two kids, so you know she you know had a sacrifice, spending time with her kids in order you know to to do this stuff. But you you know this is all part of anything in life that you do. You really need to sacrifice if you want to be successful in anything, not just in computers, nursing, you're right. Lisa used to be a nurse um, and all that stuff, right? You need to take time and dedicate it exclusively to study. We can give you all the material that you need, but if you don't sit down and study, it's not going to work. You're not going to pass the, the, the exam. And I, I want to thank uh, Lisa and Rick for coming on. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out uh, out of your day to to do this and to help my students. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Professor Rodriguez. All right, that's going to do it for today. Again, I want to thank both Lisa and Rick for coming on to the show. I hope you guys learned something. I know I did. And I hope that you're able to use some of the strategies that they use for you know, in order to help you uh, pass your exams. I know they were very, very helpful. Even I learned a couple of things. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Little Cha Cha Productions, art by Sarah, music by Jocom. If you need to reach me, you can always email me at professorjrod at gmail.com or Twitter at, at professorprofessorjrod. I'll see you next episode.